Amigo Museum Podcast. Scott and Brian each sold separately. You can pull them, you can bend them, even have a tug of war. No matter how you stretch them, they keep coming back for more. Greetings, Mandal fans. Uh, welcome to the Amigo Museum Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Scott. And we're and... back for part two for, of uh, Mark Huckabone's interview. Um, it was really fun watching the uh, reading the reaction of people who got to listen to to part one, and it, and it was a fun podcast to listen to. Absolutely, the best word to describe it is fun. Yeah. Um, it was fun doing it. Uh, Mark is a ball of energy, as everyone now knows. Yeah. And you know he's 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 just great to talk to. So the, this thing wrote itself, so to speak. His, and uh, he's hmm? he, he he's one of the most entertaining people I think I've ever met, actually. Oh, and that's yeah. As you just, just, just as a person, and then plus he's telling like these phenomenally, incredibly cool toy stories. Um, so it's just a, a lot of fun to listen to. I'm glad people got to got to experience that. He's got charisma. He does have charisma and style. Yes, he does. And um, yeah, we hope to have him back. Uh, Sure. Soon. I mean, he's he's got a lot of those stories. Well, once you, once you once you get him talking, he never stops. So that's right. It's you know, easy. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. only thing that the ended that the end of the interview when it did was we had to go to bed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually, I think we both got what you called the hairy eyeball from our wives that night. Yes. Mine was standing arms folded with a bathrobe on. Around eleven thirty, because after you and I hung up, Mark and I didn't hung up. Hang no. up. We kept talking, and um, then I, you know, it dawned on me. Oh yeah, my office is right below our bedroom. Oh nice. Yeah. So. Jeez. Well, I ended up. It was uh, you know it was funny because we had worked a long time to try to to set this interview up, getting all of our schedules aligned mm-hmm. at the same time was was kind of a big deal, and then I. Uh, we recorded sort of right in the middle of uh, my, uh, you know, dinner and bedtime hour over here on the on the on the West Coast, and you know, the family had graciously, you know, given me the time and space to do that. And then in the middle of the thing, my son ended up getting uh, sick, right? So I had to abandon the interview. I haven't even heard the second part of the interview with Mark and Presidential Monsters. Um, I think I come in at the end to say a few things, but but mostly you'll if if anyone cares, I'm absent during this interview. But of course, I don't think you will because Mark is you know the real meat and potatoes of the thing anyway. But, yeah, um, but you but do yeah, miss was... the point where he credited you for the Lincolnstein idea. You were telling me about You're that. You're very silent during that. Which was a, a pretty big tell, um, but That's yes, right. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, uh, I I had seen uh, Lincolnstein. Um, I had seen other artists do little Lincolnstein things here and there on the internet, and I always thought it was a really cool idea. And I had actually worked up. I had made a little custom myself. Used I got Doctor Migo to cast one of those Fun World Lincoln heads. Yeah, um, cast it in green so I could make a, a little Lincolnstein doll. And I had, I had, as soon as Mark Heroes in Action came out with the the regular Lincoln, I I wrote to him. I said, Hey, dude, you should do Lincolnstein. That would be really cool. 
And um, and that's Boy, did pretty he much run all with I thought. It. But guy, exact. That's exactly it. Boy, did I. It's like I remember telling him about a year and a half later. I was like. Dude, I thought Lincolnstein was a good idea. I didn't expect you to make Nixon of the Black yeah, Lagoon yeah. and Zombie Bush and all this other. I mean, talk about taking an idea and running with it. Well, um, you know, and, and on my side of it, Lincoln to me is a – it's a har- – I don't know if you know the history, but Harvard guys, comedy writers often use Lincoln. It's, it's, it's something that Conan O'Brien uses. It was featured a lot in National Lampoon. Right. It's kind of a, it's kind of a running gag with them. So I've often, I like ridiculous Abraham Lincoln things. And, you know, I was kind of going back and forth on ideas myself. And I was like, because I know Mark, I thought maybe I can get some kind of ridiculous variant like space Lincoln or, and, and it was, um, it was uh, Steve Leach, uh, Miko Steve on the boards, who mm. said you should get him to do a a, a pimp Lincoln. <laughs> and I I approached Mark and and had a whole business plan for Pimperham Lincoln, you know, in <laughs> a purple suit with leopard skin, and and uh, I you know I'll I'll buy every single one of those if he makes it, but I have yet, I have not heard back from him on that, <laughs> so. Well, I'm, I'm I'm sure he's going to get to it eventually. Eventually, yes. But, uh, and, and, yeah, I want spacesuit Lincoln. Oh yeah, me too. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Astro awesome. Lincoln. But uh, but in any case, no. Um, um, Mark has has uh, moved on to um, he's just taking the project and run with it. And so, in part two of our interview today, we're going to, get to hear uh, everything that he had to say about heroes in action, presidential monsters. Absolutely. And uh, some of the process of about putting them together and some of his adventures, uh, selling and distributing them. And uh, we'll get to hear some cool stuff about what's coming up. Yeah, and, and the reveal that is, I think, really cool is that it's coming full circle with Mark having um, Ken Kelly do some artwork. Ken Kelly is, of course, the legendary artist who did uh, album covers for Kiss and Man of War, and also Mego heads would know the Micronaut Aliens packaging. Yeah, which is epic. I mean, I would if I if I owned a van, I would have that painted on the sides of it. Um, you know, the, the, that stuff. I remember saving the cards from those Micronaut Aliens as a kid because they they were just so I was so blown away by them. Mm-hmm. You weren't a Micronaut kid, were you? Um, a, 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 no, I, I had friends who were into Micronauts, but I, I wasn't into them myself. Yeah, I wasn't uh, so much into the the g- generic everyday time travelers, but when they did those aliens, I was I was so there. I don't know what it is about them, but I love them. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. I do not even remember the aliens, to be quite honest with you. But um, but you know, in the intervening years of hanging around the Mega Museum. Um, um, especially, I think uh, our friend Ray, Ray, Ray Miller, Acro Ray, yeah, um, turned me on to uh, some of that Ken Kelly stuff. Yeah, um, you know, it's he'll funny. do that. Yeah, we, we, yeah, he absolutely will. You know, we were talking uh, before we started to record about <clears throat> sort of the the uh, lamenting the passage, the, the passing of of, of illustration. Um, in in marketing and catalogs and toys and stuff like that and, and how it's sort of coming back. And, you know, one, it's one of my favorite parts about – I mean, the Heroes in Action presidential monster dolls are incredible, but hands down, the best packaging 
not only among Remigos, but some of the best packaging art, period, that's going on at Toys right now. Like, Mark has really, and as he talks about in the interview, really, like, stepped up and sought out great illustrators and paid them real money to do real package art. Which Absolutely. In, in, you know, in which is really saying something. Um, and it was, what's kind of cool is that um, I, I had I got to have <clears throat> dinner with Mark and uh, Jason Edmonston, who uh, did the the packaging art for Lincolnstein, and uh, I can't remember which other ones, but he he did several of the packaging and the sculptor of of, of the line um, a, a few months or two years ago. Okay, and uh, everybody was Canadian. Um, on the presidential monsters, which I kind of find ironic. Um, but, you know, if you haven't checked out Jason Edmonston's portfolio, it's awesome. The guy's done wacky packages. He's done some work for Hasbro, for G.I. Joe. He's done uh, Planet of the Apes um, promotional artwork. He, he, the guy's amazing. And, and talk about humble and you know, down to earth fella, I, I couldn't I couldn't get over. Um, I, I was I was in awe of this guy. He's a mm-hmm. great guy. Yeah, and he, he he pops in at local toy shows. So, um, but uh, definitely, Mark chose well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the other artist that he works with is a guy named um, Anthony Cosart or Coser. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I forget where Anthony's out of if it's Chicago or L.A., but I've never I've never met him. Yeah, I think I, I think out of Chicago. I was uh, following him on Facebook for a while. Um, so, but yeah, some 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 stunning stunning work, and uh, yeah, and of course uh, you can get you know uh, they're doing uh, t-shirts and posters and stuff like that too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the presidential monsters, which is really smart. So, yeah. Anyway, um, I, I, enough from the two of us. I think we should just go ahead and turn this over to Mark. Sounds like a plan. Now, switching gears, you've come full circle from a guy who collected and loved toys to a guy who made toys. And I know that even when I visited you in the late 90s, you were building prototypes of action figures in your apartment. Um, so how, what finally made you... Um, create heroes in action what was the thing that finally got you to this is it this is what i'm gonna do i think it was a a combination of a few things that kind of started with um i think by probably like the seventh or eighth person that i knew that was a customer of mine that either started a toy company or was working for one Mm -hmm. it just finally i was like oh gosh what am i doing i kept watching like these companies that were uh um you know, like Mike Reniger at Palisades, and, you know, there's just, there was, uh, you know, uh, Digger Mesh at Art Asylum, you know, it's like there's all these people that just, I, I knew they were starting to do toys, and, and, uh, it just, uh, it, I just would see people, like I said, like, there would be customers of mine, there's just people that I knew in the business, and all of a sudden they're just making toys, and I'm thinking, well, gosh, if they can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just, I don't know, it's, it's, I, I actually sat down with, uh, Lev, who, uh, um, owns Toy Tokyo. He used to actually run um, It's a Small World years ago. Oh, my gosh, yes. The, the, the catalog that educated us on toys. Yeah, yep. It's a Small World. It was in Evanston. Actually, I first met him. Uh, I was 13. Yeah. And he, he set up at Kane County. He would fly to Turkey, Spain, France, Italy, Germany. And he'd buy all these 
foreign toys. This is pre-internet. And uh, I, I started spending money with him. And actually, by like the third or fourth show, he, uh, he would bring me back to Pally Toys. He's the guy who got my fist-fighting lizard, Captain America, um, from, uh, gosh, he, uh, he got me the Pally Toy Batman and Robin and Superman and, you know, like Penguin. He was like, like I remember when he, when he brought me the fist-fighting lizard, I was like, this, you know, that doesn't exist. There's yeah. no fist <laughs> So when I'm looking at it, I'm freaking out. I was like, I was like, like flipping chromosomes, standing there, like, oh my gosh, this thing doesn't exist. What am I holding? And uh, you know, because nobody knew that stuff at the time. But yes, yeah, so, so uh, he used to, you know, bring me all that foreign stuff. We used to go back and forth. So we started uh, a business relationship at that time. Uh, well, then, so just recently, uh, it was back in 2009. Since you know we've known each other for so many years, we sat down one time and it's, uh, it was. During you know, Obama's election thing, and uh, and uh, uh, he he were like we should we should make a, we should make an Obama figure. We were talking about like you know we should like uh, take a you know because I was actually working on a different prototype where I was doing an uh, an eight inch body, and I told him I go well you know what the the one body that I was using would actually work for Obama. So he's like I'll, I'll do it with you. Let's form this company. He's like I'm serious. That's seriously. So I remember he and I went out to for Japanese food and we sat there and we shook hands on it. And we're like we're going to do this. So I called my attorney, we formed an LLC, uh, and we uh, kind of came up with the name Heroes in Action. We, we went through all these different names and what we wanted to do. There's actually some cool ones I'll sit down and show you some of the time. I still might want to use some of these names for other things. But um, so we just decided on Heroes in Action toys, and uh, we did the Obama figure. And I flew to China to uh, uh, through friends of mine at the toy industry. They, uh, they, they wanted me to go with this one factory that my friends I know used years ago. So I flew out there and sat down with them and uh, just started started working on it. So I, I started off with Obama, and then uh, we were going to, you know, we wanted to do a line of regular presidents, so we were going to call it Presidential Heroes. So we did Obama first, and then we were going to uh, uh, continue with uh, JFK and Lincoln. And actually, uh, my good friend Scott Adams here uh, <laughs> went ahead and, when I showed him the Lincoln, literally liked the Lincoln and kind of, Threw me some different uh, Lincoln names. He was talking. I should do like a pimp Lincoln. Oh, that was me. Uh, uh, no, but Scott was the one who first uh, in the email. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, wow. Great minds think alike. Yes, Scott was telling me that I should do um, uh, pimp Lincoln or disco Lincoln. And, and then he goes, "How about Lincoln Stein?" He brought up the name Lincoln Stein, and I was like, "Gosh, that name is awesome." So, uh, so like, so I have to credit Scott for the, the name Lincolnstein because I thought the name was awesome. So I called my attorney and he looked it up and he's like, "It's available." Let's, you know, he's like, "Let's trademark it." And then, and then I hired someone to do the artwork and we copyrighted that. And so, so then we just started going from there. And so I was just, you know, like I thought, well, I can't just stop with Lincoln. So I started thinking. I sat down and one of my two of my friends I haven't seen for years came over um, from high school. And I was going to make uh, Bill Clinton uh, the vampire because I was going to give him a harem of women. Yeah. So I wanted him to have like a harem of vampire women. So I was like, he's got to be Dracula. So then, but then my buddy, uh, after, actually I went to his house that night. And after I left, he texts me and he goes, I got one. He's like, I got one word for you, bro. He's, and, it's, and this text goes, dot, 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 Baracula. And yeah. as soon as he said Baracula, I'm like, oh my gosh, Baracula, Dracula. That's such a perfect fit. So then I had to drop Clinton as the vampire. Yeah, but I I got I had one for that. Yeah, pardon. I had the wolf bill. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, as soon as you know, like at first with the with the Clinton as the, as the vampire, like 
I was kind of upset. I'm like, oh, who else could it be? And I'm like, well, duh, it's a dog. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so it's easy. For the, like, but I wasn't sure the, uh, did you give me the name? Of, did you help me on the wolf bill thing? I sent you a uh, composite. Oh, you, yeah, 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 yeah. You totally, okay, you didn't help me in the, like, on the name, but you totally helped me with the idea of when I was, when I was torn on it. You're like, uh, he you're looks like, like Lon Chaney. Yes, you sent me that picture. Are you kidding? That was, uh, yeah, because I remember I was like, I don't know what to do on him. And, and I was like, you know, like, because I really wanted him to be the vampire. And then you're like, well, he looks like the werewolf or the wolfman. And then you sent me that picture where you put that Lon Chaney picture over his picture. And I remember when I, as soon as you sent me that image, I remember that now. I have that, on, I still have that on my uh, screen. Yeah. As soon as you sent it to me, I was like, oh my gosh, it was like a perfect. Yeah, they got that head of hair. Um, yeah. Yeah. The way you do those two pictures, that, that pose of it, and when you put this, the one picture on top of the other, it just like it looked like it was meant to be that way, you know? Yeah. I would like to point out that I am a giant dope, too, because at the Toronto Toy Show, when you gave me an Obama, if you remember, I put a Dracula cape on it. And instead of calling it what would be the normal Baracula, which is completely log- logical, I called it Obamula, which is the stupidest name I could have come up with. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I even forgot about that. Yeah. I even forgot about that because you had that in the booth with the yeah. cape on it and you were taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that. But I called it Obamula. <laughs> the guy's <laughs> name is Barack. <laughs> oh, you know, it, it's so funny though, too, because I never thought, like I said, I was so dead set on Clinton he had to be the, the vampire because mm-hmm. he had to have his harem of women. And then when my buddy did Barackula, and I was like, oh my gosh. That name is so per- you know it just it lined up so perfect. So, what's the reaction been to them, the presidential monsters? It's, uh, it's been actually really amazing. It's been uh, it's been really good. It just uh, um, I don't know. It's, it's still kind of shocked on, on just uh, the amount of people and and not even to- you know it's not even just toy people. It's like I have people that don't even collect toys. They have absolutely no interest in toys whatsoever, and they buy them from me. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I think, more of the political people, you know, like it's it's from that side of it. So. And it's a bit of pop art, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it is. It's kind of it's it's uh, pop culture. It's it's you know the every, you know everybody grew up with the monsters, and you can't escape politicians. You know, it's like it's been in in a lot of especially a lot of the more current ones. You know, we all grew up with those. It's kind of a nice mix of the two. What's your favorite of the line? Oh gosh. They're all my babies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's hard to pick your favorite kid, eh? Um. Well, if we're gonna add the new ones in it. My my favorite right now is Yeti Roosevelt. Yeah, he he is inspired. Um, carried that around this last toy fair. I carried him around like like I used to carry the toys around. Like my mom used to always uh, yell at me like I'd always have like Bert and Ernie I'd be carrying like like either Ernie from Sesame Street or like Barney Rubble with me and I'd have, or I'd have like a little Jawa from Star Wars in my pocket I'd always carry like little toys with me at all times yeah I actually still do sometimes people make fun of me I'll have like my winter jacket on if I'm like, in Chicago and I'll have like an action figure in my pocket yeah I, I've been known to do that I can't get away from that still but uh, I carried that uh, Yeti the the uh, uh, Kimberly Crockett, this girl works for me and helps me in all the shows. She was like yelling at me. I'd come back to the booth. She's like, "Will you give me Yeti back? Will you put him back in the case?" Because I kept carrying him all around the show with me, like he's my, my my buddy. I had him with me, like my little doll. Not not to get political, but has anyone ever bu- like bought a figure from you and told you they're going to destroy it? Uh, no, no, 
No, no, I haven't had that. That's I, well, good. actually, you know what? I uh, when I first had actually, I take that back. When I first um, had the Obama figure at San Diego in uh, 2009, we had a couple of people say some rude things about what they were going to do with it. You know? Yeah. I just kind of just chalked it up as ignorance. You know, I was just like, whatever. Yeah. I, I told them, I go, once you buy it, you can do whatever you want with it. I don't care. <laughs> as long as you don't hurt anybody. So. Now, the first wave, a lot of the people on the Amiga Museum message boards uh, mentioned to me that they can't find the presidential monsters. Is that going to change? Is, is supply going to ease up? Yeah, actually what happened was we had... Um, we had a little bit of problem with them coming over, like uh, getting them done in time and stuff. And we had only a small amount last year. Mm-hmm. And there's a shipment of them that uh, left February 27th. So uh, they should be here and uh, they should be in landing in Los Angeles uh, in two weeks, I think. Oh, terrific. Yeah, so we'll have, and it's, it's, it's Series 1 and Series 2 coming over. Oh, and fantastic. Series 1 is uh, Lincoln Stein, Baracula, Wolf Bill, and Ron Me. Yeah. Which is, you know, Lincoln is Frankenstein, you know, Obama, Dracula, Reagan, Mummy, and Clinton is the Wolfman. And then Series 2, um, we have, there's actually four figures in Series 2, but the first wave is only three. And right now that's uh, Zombush, Phantom of the White House, which is JFK. Yeah. And Monster from the Watergate Lagoon, which is Nixon. Right. And um, th- so, those are co- so those are currently coming over right now. In our, uh, in our master cartons, we have... Two inner cases of 12. So for Series 1, there's um, three each of Lincoln, Stein, Baracula, Wolf, Bill, and Ronnie. So six each in a master case of 24. And then, but for Series 2, you've got uh, four each in inner case, eight in each in the masters of, of Zombush, uh, Monster Watergate, and Phantom of the White House. Right. And those, so those two are shipping over now. Um, and then the next production I'm doing, I'm going to do uh, uh, Spirit of 76. We're going to add him to Wave 2. Oh, great. Which is Washington as a Ghost. Mm-hmm. And then Series 3, I think I'm going to have done at the same time. And Series 3 is Dr. Benjamin Franklin Stein is the, you know, Ben Franklin is the mad scientist. Right. You know, he was president, but he's a founding father, so I think he's more important. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Al, uh, instead of Igor, we have Al Gore as his assistant. And then uh, Yeti Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt is the Yeti. And then Jack Sferatu, which right. is Andrew Jackson is our ancient vampire. Old Hickory is a vampire. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, I probably should have uh, used that name in there. Yeah, I, I'm surprised I know that. I'm Canadian. I shouldn't. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that that's really cool. Now, And then, of course, you have a Wave 4 planned with some ladies. Are you working on a female body? Yeah, actually, that's the reason why, actually, originally, uh, Van Palin, you know, Sarah Palin is the monster hunter, mm-hmm. and uh, Hilvira, Secretary of State, yep. you know, Hillary is the female vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, those were going to be Series 3, but I pushed them to Series 4 because the body's currently being sculpted now, right. and I didn't want to rush anything. And, of course, in that series, I guess we'll have Eisenhower as well, right? General Eisenhower is a werewolf. Yes, and then we have our escaped convict, which is Jimmy Peanuts. Yeah. So P E A apostrophe N U T Z, and that's Jimmy Carter. Is uh, I don't know what I want to call him. I don't want to. I don't want to be mean. I, I love Jimmy Carter, but uh, we're making. I, I, you know, he's a peanut farmer, so I wanted to play him the pea nuts. So. Yeah. Not saying he's nuts. He's not. But I think he just. I went with the went with the little joke there. So he's going to actually come with a cloth hood. Uh, there's like a 
there's like a statue of uh, Jimmy Carter where they have like a statue of a peanut and it has his big smile on it. Actually, you know, when my dad went like to Toy Fair in like 78 or 79, that's one of the things he brought me back was a, a keychain of a peanut with Jimmy Carter's like smile in it. Yeah, see, on the, on the, yeah, there's a statue I saw, like, on a surf in the web, and I've seen, like, there's, like, a statue, and it has a, a giant peanut, and it's got a big Jimmy Carter smile on it. Yeah, yeah. And I was looking back, and they made all these kind of crazy products back there when he was president. You know, like, they had, like, a wind-up, like, a little bouncing, like, Jimmy Carter's peanut, and all this kind of weird stuff like that. And I actually should go back and try to collect some of that stuff. They have Billy Carter models. Remember oh, that? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think there's model kits of... Billy Carter's, I, I, I could be wrong, but I remember that, that Billy Carter had his own beer and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, because actually when I was surfing the web getting pictures for him for the sculptor and, I was, and, uh, and the artist, and I was looking at it, I was like, wow, there's some of these really cool Jimmy Carter peanut like uh, kind of like characteristic uh, toys that I thought yeah. was kind of neat. Yeah, I was looking at it, I'm like, wow, I want to actually try to start searching and finding some of this stuff to buy it because it, it was really kind of neat stuff. Yeah, you just told me. Now I want to go check eBay for that keychain. I want it back. Yeah, you know, if you find any of the other stuff too, I'll, just, I'll send you some of the images of what I found because I saw the stuff I found. I'm like, wow, this is cool. I want this. And I didn't even know, you know, it was out there. So it was kind of neat. But uh, so what we're, we're going to do for him is he, um, he has, uh, he's going to have a suit and a tie that has like the, uh, kind of like a... A peanut. It's going to look like the shell of a peanut. Yeah. The tie is in in the jacket and the pants. And we're going to give him a cloth hood. And the cloth hood is going to have that big smile on it. And we're going to cut two high holes and you put cloth hood on it. So it's going to, so when he wears the hood, he's going to be like a giant peanut. Oh, that's cool. And I thought of it, I I was thinking of like the Riddler, you know, like, or like a Batman villain, like a Joker Riddler kind of thing when I was doing it. Like I thought it was kind of funny, like make him like a corny, kind of like, uh, Kind of like over the top kind of Batman villain kind of thing. Like that's kind of like the idea I had in mind when I was designing it. That's kind of neat. And then, yeah, it's 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 a departure, but it's it's definitely one that kind of works. Yeah, so I thought it was kind of neat. And then uh, Wave, uh, I'll let you have the exclusive <gasps> when we when we do the uh, uh, announce Wave Five. Okay. But uh, if I give you a little hint, for well, one I'll, I'll kind of leak out now. We're going to do uh, Grant as the headless horseman. Neat. Yeah, so... Uh, you heard it I, here first. Pardon? You heard it here first. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm really excited about that. So I, I'm playing my... I think we're going to call him either... Uh, you know, since Ulysses S. Grant. I was thinking of calling him You Headless S. Grant. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty clever. Yeah, so that was the one thing. And, uh, and well, so we're going to do you know, we're gonna do him normally as the headless horseman. He could switch his heads. But I really want to do the horse. So uh, my friend is uh, was already actually working on sculpting it. I just got to see how hefty, I know the tooling on it's going to be expensive, but uh, I was kind of uh, interested in still doing it, so I thought maybe we'd do the figure and then maybe do a, a deluxe set later with the, with the horse. You, you got to do some sort of play on uh, the whole Grant's Tomb thing. You know, the on old, Grant's Tomb? Yeah, you know, the old joke about who's buried in Grant's Tomb. Oh uh, yeah, you know, we'll have to think. Uh, yeah, you have to if you can think of anything cool on it because because well, you know I've been trying to that's the thing like I've been sitting there powwowing on what we can do and and uh, people always give me like little like uh, sometimes people email me these little things to add on like with the Van Halen I was going to put on the back of Van Halen's outfit I was going to put like um, McCain's face with like a circle and a slash through it like the Ghostbusters and the slash <laughs> you know like it, and, and then someone said I should put uh, a last guy on her outfit. Um, and at Alaska, I should put Russia on her outfit. Oh, so she could see Russia all the time. 
<laughs> so like you know, so everybody's always giving me like little like little. Uh, it's kind of funny sometimes the things that they email or, or, or tell me at shows is kind of neat, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the getting that on the floor input is pretty awesome. So the majority of these you've actually sold yourself, correct? Yeah, you mean the first wave of figures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been selling at some of the conventions. You know, like uh, we we would take them like we first had them air shipped in for San Diego for the um, for the Comic Con last year. Mm-hmm. So those uh, I you know, like it, I, I had to air ship them in, which kind of sucked. But I mean, I wanted them in for the show, and I wanted to see everybody's reaction. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. And that's I think that's the best part of it. You know, but lots of times I'm running the other booths, so I never get a chance to see the monster booth. So this year, what I was trying to do is uh, trying to. Uh, I'm trying to limit myself down to just three shows a year, but I'm trying to also do it where I can be in that booth more because I really like the feedback and, and good energy to get off of the people You know, when I see the reactions on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mark, I, I apologize for, for missing part of the interview. I had to step away for some business, but um, uh, so I didn't get to say congratulations on the presidential monsters. And um, which is to echo, I really had a great time hanging out at your booth at San Diego and, and seeing the reaction. Um, from the crowd, there was like a, a a bunch of really interesting characters who stopped by and were really grooving on the presidential monsters, and it, it was kind of cool because you know there's like so many you know retro amigo kind of things that are happening right now, and but it was real clear that the presidential monsters was getting you know a very specific kind of audience and like maybe people who didn't know know or care anything about you know amigo type figures. But they were just really loving the idea. So congratulations. It's a really solid, solid concept. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. So, so, wait, so you got to actually go to the actual booth because I saw you and you were at my booth a couple of times at the old toys, but you actually were seeing the reaction at, oh, yeah. the, at the actual booth. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was great. It was great. I was actually uh, hanging out stealing Wi-Fi from your assistant there. She was really cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Kim. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, see, that's the thing. That's why, like, uh, some of these shows coming up, I was thinking of, uh, you know, like for, for selling the old toys, I only want to do, like, San Diego, New York, and maybe one of the Chicago ones. But then I don't want to do any more shows for that, but I was thinking of maybe doing a few other shows just on the Monsters so I can actually get more of the, you know, of the reaction on it because I, I miss some of that sometimes, and it sucks. I would love to be there and check it out. Yeah. What was the buzz like at, at, at Toy Fair? I mean, frankly, I'm, I'm I'm surprised you haven't ended up on on you know CNN or Fox News or something at this point. These things are so um, you know kind of well. That's the thing, actually. What I'm uh, uh, where I, I have so much on my plate right now, and I'm trying to get everything done for this year. I have so much. I'm so stressed out already. It's been a it's been a brutal year already. We're already in March, which is, is sucks, but um. Uh, I'm actually pushing the monsters this year. Where my goal is to get it on. Uh, I, I want. I want to send them to Stephen Colbert, John Stewart. Um, uh, oh, that's a know, good idea. You know, like I, I, I want to send it to like Kim Letterman, You know, Conan. I, I want to kind of get it on. You know, the View, ABC right. News. I just want to. Yeah, I just want to. I want to like this year at the election year. I really want to push it. So I'm gonna have to just try to. Uh, I'm looking for. Hiring some people right now helping me in like a P. I was looking into PR firms right now oh, that's, to really just push it because that's like my next step. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely this is this is going to be the year to do it. It's going to be a crazy year. Have you guys had a chance to talk about the packaging art much in this interview? Not yet. No. Yeah. Um, so, no. like, I mean, hands down, the the some some of the best 
best toy packaging going on right now as far as like the illustration goes is in my opinion um super thank you i really appreciate it we just added a new artist uh which is ken kelly no kidding are you kidding really yeah, yeah, which Ken Kelly is known for uh, for Micronauts. the toy market. Obviously, he's known for doing the Micronaut alien paintings. Absolutely, um, and the Manglers in the rock industry for 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 Kiss. painting Kiss Love Guns and Destroyer and Man of War. Let's not forget Man, Man of War. Yes, for sure. Yes, and uh, I actually Ken is a great guy. Uh, um, he and I hung out so many times in the last month in New York that it was crazy. Like we we were going to get together one time for dinner, and I think we've seen each other six times. Maybe seven. It was crazy. He just kept like, we come over like, hey, you want to come back out? Or tonight we're doing this. He's like, okay, we need to come out. And we, we, we ended up going to the museum together. Uh, we went, we, uh, we all went to the Spin Master party at Toy Fair. And we just, he just kept coming in. each each like, uh, I think he came in like three nights, three nights during Toy Fair. And then my friend was having an art gallery then that next weekend. I can't bring him out there because I'm going to have actually Ken do a, an art show at my gallery in New York City later on this year. Ken is a super sweet guy if you ever meet him at a comic show. He does set up at the odd uh, film expo, and he's a really nice guy to talk to. What we're going to try to do is we're going to try to get him in uh, my booth at San Diego. Yeah. Where I'm going to have Jason Edmiston, who did um, Jason's a great guy, too, and he's going to have a table at Comic-Con. And he's a Canadian. Yes. Yep, he's in Toronto, up by you. Yeah, he's uh, not too he far. He did uh, Lincoln Stein, Baracula, Wolf Bill, and Ron May. He did and those four paintings. He he's going to some... be in San Diego. Anthony yes. Kozar, my buddy in Chicago, who did uh, Zombush, Monster from the Watergate Lagoon, and Phantom of the White House, he, um, I'm trying to get him to get to San Diego, too. And then Ken Kelly is actually right now painting a laboratory scene for me. Uh, we've got Lincoln Stein on the lab table with Dr. Benjamin Franklin Stein on one end of the table and, and Al Gore on the other side, and they're, they're bringing Lincoln Stein to life. Oh, fantastic. And Ken is... Ken is painting that painting right now. In fact, remind me after this, uh, Brian, I'll send you the, the rough of it right now. Let me know what you think. I'm dying to see it. But he's doing that, and then as soon as he's done with that, he's painting for me Yeti Roosevelt. That's so cool. Yeah, so, uh, so that's really cool. And then he's also doing some of my Alien series also, which I'll, uh, we'll talk about later on. He's painting all those for me. Oh. He's doing them all in Micronite Alien style for me, so it's awesome. <laughs> so I'm very, very excited about that. That is awesome, sir. Well done. Well done. Yeah, so I mean, that's the one thing. It's like, you know, it's costing me more money doing it this way, and, and a lot of people are telling me, oh, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, you shouldn't do that, but I, can't, I have to do it because it's like, if I'm going to do this, it's a labor of love still for me. I have to do it, you know, I, I have to do it that way. Well, that's, gotta, it, that's really I got, I got to put every, uh, to me, the packaging is just as important as the toys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys too, so, and the presentation matters, and I agree with you. For sure. For sure. So uh, we we, we got to ask. A lot of people are often um, asking, like, well, what happened to the regular presidents? When am I going to be able to get a regular Lincoln or another uh, Barack Obama? They are well. We have four thousand Obamas sitting in China. I just have to have them repackaged. Uh, we're d- we're designing new cards. Uh, the first card was a real quick. You know, it was my first package. Yeah. Um, my friend Scott did it for me. He did you know he did a good job. He just but it was a rush thing. We had to hurry up and quickly get it done. And I, I wanted to do, like, that. The, the first Obama we did, we did that contour, like, uh, form-fitting bubble. Yeah. The reason why I did that was because I loved the Tarzan figure that Mattel did. Oh, uh, yeah. When, when the license went from Mego for Tarzan to, in 1976 over to Mattel, mm-hmm. and Mattel used the Big Jim doll, and they did the, uh, 
they did Tarzan at the big gym, and they had the um, Panther the and the Gorilla. Yeah, they did the one with the Gorilla and one with the Tiger. Yeah. And the two sets like that. And actually, the great thing is, if you look at Tarzan with the Tiger, that Tiger is Panther and Battle Cat. Yeah, and the Gorilla is just a big gym gorilla. There was nothing done on yeah, that but, series. But I thought it was ironic for the people that are like the He-Man lovers, you know, yeah. the He-Man covers and stuff. The, you know, back in 1976, that Tiger, then later on, back in 1981, became Battle Cat. And then what eighty three became Panther. Yeah, but that tiger I think it's a Panther with Tarzan. Oh, the pa- yeah, the pan- yeah, the that, Panther. Yeah, because that, that was originally used for oh, yeah, it was the Black Panther. It was the Black Panther that it was in- it was seventy eight when that Tarzan got released by Mattel. And um they reused that thing like a million times in Europe. Like Oh, did it? Well oh, they yeah. used it because it wasn't it also used for a regular big gym set too, right? Before the Tarzan. Yeah, and it was used in Europe, like big a lot if you wanna really have a laugh you can you can see how much he-man and big jim were like there's a lot that's recycled uh, you know a lot between the two the two lines i flipped out when i noticed the thing with the uh you know like because i always like notice mattel mattel's always notorious for the recycling, recycling yeah oh i remember when i was like i had the tarzan and i uh it was just last year in la and i was uh moving some stuff and I had it in, in uh, the, my own room, and I went to go move it, and I looked, and I was like, I looked at the cat, I'm like, wait a second, look at the cat again, I'm like, no way, and I yeah. never put it together until it was just, maybe it was a couple years ago. Well, Beast Man's whip is the whip from Big Jim. Wow, I didn't, you know why, I know exactly what you're talking about, because I could picture it now, but I didn't even, I didn't even put that together either. Yeah, I remember that as a kid going, I've seen this before. Isn't that crazy? It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's funny that it's actually, that they're pretty good that they actually reuse it. Then you look at companies like Hasbro <clears throat> that have the tooling for all their old Star Wars stuff, and they keep redoing it. Which is actually, I kind of give them respect for that too, because they could they could do the the one route and just redo it, but instead they actually resculpt it. I, I never understood why they didn't redo the first like four superpowers back in the day and just re- re- like recycle the like even Batman and Robin as superpowers. They would have sold sold like crazy. Oh, they would have redid those. Just recycled. They recycled the superpowers Batman for the Dark Knight. I I know they did, but um, if they had a just repackaged, you know, like like they did with the remember they put the first four Star Wars figures out in a package one time, boxing like that. Yeah, if they yeah. would have just done a couple. Like yeah, and they could you know totally have done that. Yeah, I never understood why they didn't do that. But it uh, is it is kind of weird uh, on some of those things that you know sometimes they 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 nail it and sometimes they're off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like, well, we can we can go there some other time. <laughs> yeah, it'll be another story. Like, uh, did you, well, actually, um, this is completely off the subject, but I thought this is for for the toy people out there. Um, what I loved, and I think you caught that too, is you know I know you're into the JLU figures because mm-hmm. your son collects them. Yeah, I I like lost it in the store when they had that. You know, when Target has those three packs, and they had the JLU three pack that had uh, Plastic Man and Cyborg. And Samurai. Yeah. And I, like, lost it there because I was like, oh, my gosh, you have to be a complete toy nerd geek to understand that that was the wave three of the superpowers, that, you know, Samurai, Cyborg, and Plastic Man. And the fact that they took those three JLU, you know, they made them to JLU characters, and they put those three purposely in that package because of that. Yeah. You know, and you have to be a big toy person to know that. But as soon as I saw that, I was flipped down. I bought, like, every single one I could find. Because I was like, oh, my gosh, that's superpowers. You know, that's, a, that's like, a total... Total respect to superpowers. That I I I just find it strange that that they'll they'll make the like I think it was um, 
Hasbro or or yeah, Hasbro would make um such nerdy stuff as like Spider Man and his amazing friends three packs. Which I think is awesome. That Which they is that. awesome. But when they tried to do Migos, they made them like a, an inch too tall. You know, it's just, it's one of those things that just perplexes me a little bit. But they also did that at a different time in, in, their, yeah. in their defense at that. Because when they oh, did yeah. that, you're talking about when they did the, D, uh, the, the DC superheroes line. And then they did it as Marvel Comics again. I, I do like those figures, but I just thought, how could you slip up like that, you know? Yeah, we, we just, we, what I didn't like when they did those nine-inch ones is the fact that they did um, the the fact that they have the removable clothing, but you can't take the clothes off. No, and then they did like fad characters, like the Iron Spider. Yeah, just like who remembers that now? You know, but, but I think the reason why the the DC ones did not work for them, yeah, uh, was because I think it was a big mistake on whoever was the decision maker on that. But they did uh, Batman and Superman was target only. target exclusives, and then the the B list characters were everywhere. Yeah, that was crazy. And if you're going to, I mean, if you're, you, you can't have, you can't give Toys R Us, oh, here's Toys R Us, you can have uh, Green Hero, Aquaman, yeah. and Green Lantern. You yeah, know? yeah. But you can't have Batman and Superman. You can't have the main two characters ever. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think if they would have, uh, their strategy would have been different, I think it would have lasted definitely longer on that. And then uh, and then Target would have, like, Joker, and and it would be a Target exclusive. And Joker came out, but the Batman figures were already out of the stores, like, a year and a half before that. Mm-hmm. So how many you know parents are going to buy their kid Joker when you can't buy Batman anymore? Because unless you buy it in the secondary market, you can't find them in the store. Exactly, and those Batman's were gone in a weekend. Yeah, yeah. I remember I drove to Target at like five in the morning to Buffalo <laughs> Target, it? and I bought every one because I had friends who wanted them. So they, like you know, I bought <laughs> and I screwed a whole bunch of Buffalo area children out of Batman. <laughs> you know? Well, and you know, and here's another point. You look at the. Uh, Look at that Batman. You talk, are you talking about the first Batman Hasbro did or the second one that the mask did not come off? The first one. The first one. Okay. So you get that first one, and then you think of the recent Mattel Batman even, too. Yeah. And then you go back and look at Mego. Hands down, Mego destroyed it. The best mask fits it, looks best, and it was back in 1972. Yeah. Thank but you. But nobody can do that. That's, that's the most ridiculous part. 1972, they can nail it. Uh, and, and toy companies have improved in leaps and bounds, but they can't do a simple mask. That's that's my biggest argument on that. Yeah, I, no, I, I, what... I completely agree. Like anytime I ever hear anybody suggest that the removable cowl mask, you know, has been improved on in any way, I just have to laugh. Oh, it's, it was ridiculous. No, it was it's... like it. I can't believe that. I'm thinking, look at the detail we they can do on figures now. And then, you know, like, and, and even the scanning, you know, like, you know, the sculpting's improved. Uh, and then, and lots of times, they even do real scans now. And, you know, they do, like, digital scans of characters. So, like, the detail is, like, impeccable. But you can't even do a cow that can come on and off and fit the, you know, fit the head perfect. It's just, it's crazy. I'm, I'm shocked at it. You know, like, the, um, the only, and again, I just seen, and I, but this I haven't, ch- this I haven't tested yet, but you know the new Batman, uh, Brave and the Bold figures? Yeah. There's a new Batman that the mask comes off. I've seen that, yeah. I haven't put the mask on it yet, but I was hoping, I was hoping that that one's good, because the mask is on the side in the package. But I bought like, you know, five or six of them the other day, because I'm like, oh, this is so cool, so I kept buying them. And, and it looks like it's going to fit and look nice, but I haven't put that one on yet, so I, I can't, uh, I can't argue that one yet but i was but by the look of it in the package i actually had uh i was i had some hopes for that one yeah 
just uh, getting into the JLU, I have to thank you for many Christmases because the JLU stuff doesn't come down to Canada. And you've called me from a bunch of targets over the years and said, hey, what do you need for Christmas? So i got to publicly thank you for that. Oh, no problem. You're welcome. You know, in fact, you actually, uh, you and your son actually, you know, Dean actually got me back into it because uh, I was started looking at this, you know, you would tell me which ones to look for, and I started looking, I'm like, well, these are great. And I, I got <laughs> And I started buying them. And actually, speaking of that, have you seen the the new ones they they just uh, had on the on the MaddieCollector dot com? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be one more Christmas, which I'm really happy about because it's probably be our last would have logically been our last Christmas for them, anyways. So this is awesome. Okay, yeah. So if you need any of those, let me know. I can bring them up when they come. I'll be up there uh, uh, the end of the month. Awesome. Well, that's right. Yeah. So um, just getting on. Uh, heroes in action business anything uh what big plans do you have for 2012 or can you reveal any of it right now right now this year we're just mainly pushing the presidential monsters so okay. we're, we're having uh we're, we're doing the presidential monsters and we're doing presidential monster juniors and what the juniors are is it's uh they're mini figures yeah those things look a lot like the tomlin mini monsters i love them and that they're kind of super deformed and cool yeah, what I, what I decided to do is I, I took the heads from the regular figures and I just put them on little bodies. And therefore, you know, we're using the same head because they had really nice detail in the heads. I was very happy with how they all turned out. So I thought oh, it would be kind of neat, make little mini figures. So we, so I had little little bodies sculpted and we popped the heads in there. And so we're going to call them uh, Presidential Monster Juniors. And that's sort of in, this, in, the, in the fashion also of the Remco Monsters at Home. Yeah, yeah, the little finger puppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. That, I think that's a really great tradition to uphold. Yeah, so, so I was kind of neat on that. And then, of course, though, I was debating at first I was going to use the same art, and now I'm probably going to be crazy and have new art done with the big head, little body, and the arts make it look kind of like character looking. So I found this really good. My, uh, my graphic artist, Scott, found me this really great character artist, but now he just got this job where he's doing these magazine covers, and now he's kind of off the market right now, which really sucks. Uh-huh. Because he did a Lincoln sign for me, and I fell in love with it. And then now he is it, it like it was teasing me. You know, I love the art, and then all of a sudden now he's not available, so i got to find someone new. So I'm going to try to get that as quickly as I can, but, you know, but not rush it because I want the art to look good. You know, I want it to be perfect, and then, uh, and then get those out this year. So we'll, have the, so we'll really be pushing the presidential monsters this year, both the 8-inch and the, the, the juniors, the small ones. And like Scott mentioned earlier, the regular presidents, they are... Uh, you asked me earlier, and I got sidetracked. Uh, the regular presidents are coming. Uh, what happened was, that we, like I said, we have 4,000 uh, Obamas in, in China, and um, we're repackaging them. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to, uh, you know, like a, uh, we did that first bubble, like I said, like the Tarzan package, the contour one. Uh, it backfired on me, though, because it was too shiny, so it's kind of hard for people to see the detail of the character. So uh, the bubble's too glossy. So now we uh, we went back to the old-fashioned cards. The cards are going to be like the presidential monster cards, where we're going to have art on, on the on the one side and the bubble. Like the art will be on the left and the figure will be in the bubble on the right. And uh, the first wave is going to be Obama, Lincoln, and JFK. And then wave two, I think we're going to do Reagan, Clinton, and uh, G- uh, George W. Bush. Oh, very cool. Yeah, fantastic. So those will definitely come out. Like JFK was approved last time I was in China, but... Um, I approved him, but then on the flight home, I kept staring at the figure, and I wanted to—I wanted the skin tone to be a little darker, and I wanted the eyes to be a little darker. So as soon as I got back to the states, 
I uh, emailed China and told him no, not to make the JFK. But he actually would have been done last year, and I held him. I held him back, and I held back Lincoln too because um, I didn't. I wasn't happy with the, the the paint job that they did on the. It was, it's a very hard. There's a lot of detail in that Lincoln, and my uh, my artist in Los Angeles. Uh, her name is Kathy, who paint who paints the figures for me. She's a she's a, a goddess. She's miraculous. She did too good of a job because the factory in China wasn't able to actually match it right now. So uh, instead of rushing it and instead of having them do something and I wasn't going to be happy with it, I had them hold off on Lincoln, and then I end up, and, you know, and then I had them hold off on JFK too. So technically, they would have been out with the first two waves of presidential monsters, but I held them back. So when I go back this summer, I will uh, I will sit down with them until I'm happy with the way the Lincoln looks. And then I'll give them the, the couple corrections in person I want on the JFK. And then we're going to add Reagan, Clinton, and, uh, and Bush. So we're going to so it's going to be two series on those again, but I'm going to probably have them made at the same time like I did the monsters. Mm. We'll have series one and series two of the presidential heroes should be uh, hopefully available by the fall. So what's been the, 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 most, um, what's been the biggest challenge in, in launching your own toy company here? Um... Gosh, it's, sometimes it rains and pours. It's been a lot. It's just been, I guess, sometimes the the, the funding, getting it together. The uh, the there's so many, there's so much involved. Like uh, just the the semantics of all of it. Like uh, getting like we have uh, Toys R Us interested. Uh, I don't like the sales part. I'm not. I could do it, but I don't know it. And and so just getting someone to help me run it that I could trust that knows the ins and outs and the do's and don'ts. And there's a lot of things that like. Um, there's these fines if you like if you if you're doing like a say you're doing a, a big outlet like Toys R Us and um, if, if the cases are marked incorrectly they charge you per case. Yeah, so there's all these big scary things on it. You know, like the, the you know it's just and I got to make sure the safety testing's all done right. Uh, like Obama, we had a safety tested for the United States for for Europe for Japan for Australia. I had it I had a safety test around the whole United States. Yeah, I mean the whole world. And uh, for the presidential monsters, I. This first wave we just did for the United States, but now we have interest outside of the United States, so now I've got to go back and do more testing. And because just you know, just a lot of the expenses, and I'm just making sure I do it correctly. I don't want to, I don't want to do it wrong. You know, I want to, I want to make sure it's done correct. You know, done properly. Mm-hmm. Also, trying to get the artists together. You know, there's a, t- you know, like a lot of my artists are uh, like uh, Jason. Like you know, he's blown up in the last year, and he's doing a lot of projects, and he's been helping me out. So like you know, last year. Uh, some of the stuff was delayed because I, uh, um, I didn't want him to rush, and he didn't want to rush. But uh, you know, I was waiting for when he could help me on it. Some of, some of the sculpting, some of the other art, you know, the packaging. There's just it's, it's a lot of it with the timeline. You know, I was trying to make sure everybody, everybody's been very helpful. Everybody's great. It's, everybody's super supportive. Um, I got like a really great team that I feel really comfortable with, and it's all people I trust, and we all get along. It's so I'm very happy with the team I have. But I, I try not to, I don't want to push people. I want them to do it when they're able to do it and, and um, when they have the time. And because and I don't want, I don't want, I want, a lot of it's, it's I want the passion behind it when, when they're doing it. So I, if I, so sometimes I've been, it's, some things have been hold, held off and been slower to come around because it's just, I don't want to rush it. But at the same time, I need to get it out. So it's, it's, it's kind of like a, kind of a struggle there. Hmm. But it's slowly but surely we're getting it out. You know, so it, it, I think, and that, I'm, maybe I'm a little too uh, uh, much of a perfectionist at times too. Like the first wave of cards that came out, 
uh, I think I'm going to make the cardstock thicker. A lot of people say they don't mind it, but uh, like uh, to me, it was like kind of thin. Like, the figures are kind of heavy, and uh, some of the some of the packaging was creasing kind of easy. And I, being like a collector, I'm anal retentive. It was driving me up the wall. So, and the fact is, like, it's going to be more money, and I'm like, oh crap, you know. But I don't care. I have to do it. So I think we're going to do like heavier cardstock in the next batch. <laughs> your, your your attitude is amazing. Um, I mean, it's. I, I, I think everybody that 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 does this um, this kind of you know work and this kind of project you know does it because initially because they really really love toys, um, but I'm not sure I know anybody who loves toys quite as much as you do. <laughs> and, I, don't, I don't know if that's. And you're, I mean, thank you. I think. <laughs> well, but it's coming. It, 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 that passion you're bringing through to 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 Heroes in Action is 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 really cool to listen to. I really enjoyed hearing you talk about it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I, I, I try, I, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, like, uh, also business-minded where I'm like, oh, well, we can't do this. Like, I'm really worried about the Yeti Roosevelt because we've got little glasses on him and we've got that full fursuit and he's fully posable and he got the, you know, the, 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 he carries his big stick and I just can't, I'm just, I just, and the hat and the handkerchief, I just can't wait to see the, the quote the factory gives me. I'm cringing already, and I haven't got it yet. Is, he, is, is he going to be on your on your regular body, or are you doing a special body for him? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah, yeah, we're still here. The phone went dead. I lost you for a second. You were seeing? Oh, uh, I, I was tr- trying to remember. Is he on a regular, a, the the same body, or is he on kind of a blockier body, or is that just his? Actually, you know what? He was going to be a heavier body, um, but what we ended up doing uh, again, this is like the the last minute. Crazy struggling, getting ready for, for Toy Fair, freaking out, thinking we're not going to have it all done. Um, we took the regular body, but he has Lincoln-Stein's arms, so they're longer. Because I don't know if you know, like, uh, for the regular monsters, my Lincoln, uh, Lincoln-Stein, the crotch of the figure is a little bit taller. So to compensate for the taller body, we had to put the, um, the, the shoulder, from the shoulders to the elbow, that section of the arm is longer, too. So he had longer arms that go with a longer body. Oh, so Lincoln Stein is actually taller than all the rest of the presidential monsters. And Lincoln himself is going to be taller than the rest of the presidential heroes. So what we did for when we were doing Yeti Roosevelt, we were going to first uh, sculpt a stockier body or like a, you know, a, a bigger, chubbier body for, uh, for the Teddy Roosevelt. But what we did instead is we used the same body but we used uh, Lincoln Stein's arms, so the arms are a little bit longer, and then he's got the fursuit on him. So with the fursuit, he looks bigger. So the proto- it turned out perfect in the prototype, but I have to now take that over to China and see uh, what they come back with for me. So, you know, that's, that's, that's another thing I'm worried about, too, because I want these figures out right away, but I could just see right now uh, I'm, I don't have time to go over there until maybe, maybe May. And by that time, it'd be, and like, I don't know if I'll be able to get anything out of the center San Diego this year. I'm not sure. I've got to try to see what I can do. Unless I could send somebody over there for me. My friend Scott showed interest in going, who does my graphic art, so, and I trust him and his decisions on it. So if I have to, I might send him out instead of me so, to make sure we get some of these done in time. But, uh, so I don't know. So, so our worst-case scenario was if the price of him came out too much, we were going to do him as like a plush little, like, bendable thing, like uh but not 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 a wire thing. It's just it a different kind of system. But I really don't want to do that because then that means his body's going to be completely different. So right now he's he's Lincoln Stein's arms on a regular uh, regular eight and a half inch body. 
So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when the prices come back. Fantastic. I'm just just playing with my Lincolnstein. I was just noticing that he is taller than my my Ron me. Yeah, if you look, if uh, if you if you take off the coils on him, you check the 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 crotch like section is actually uh, like a quarter inch taller. So, and the cool thing is, back then the the pants too, back in the 1860s, they were real like real tall in the crotch section. They came up kind of high, so it's it actually kind of worked perfect, like for the regular Lincoln when we do it. So he's it, going to look longer in the legs there and in, in that section, and then to compensate for it, the arms are a little bit longer too, like the bicep parts. Very cool. So it's kind of neat how like the factory had to do that. So we so we so when they cast the Lincoln, they put in with the head and the his hat and everything. They had the the bigger forearms and the uh, and the and the bigger crotch section. Those those pieces were put in the tool with the Lincoln heads. Have you been? A, you, I don't suppose you've been approached by the people that are behind uh, Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Um, that's actually the it's being produced by um, Tim Burton and the Timor. Uh, was his assistant, and I actually sat down and talked to uh, talked to Teamer before I showed them some of my figures. Um, but I haven't uh, been approached by them at all. But it was under like a different circumstance. I actually did did sit down with them. Oh, that's pretty interesting. I, mean, I this... did sh- I did show them the figures, and they did like it. I'm um, sure. Well, there's a lot of Lincoln going on between that movie and, I, of course, Spielberg's got his Lincoln biopic coming out soon, and uh, so Abe is back in the in the zeitgeist. Well, yeah, no, it, it's great to see, you know, it's, it's great to see so much on him coming out, which, which uh, actually another reason, you know, another reason uh, to to get my my Abraham Lincoln figure done ASAP, because, uh, yeah, he's such a loved president, you know, he's, he's number one, so. All right. I can't, you know, and it, it's nice to see so much of him coming out. Well, fantastic. So, listen, we need to, I think I think it's actually time for us to, to, to wrap this up. I can't believe it. Well, actually, I'm not surprised. We've been managing to talk for about two hours. Wow, really? For the it's podcast, which is going to be fantastic. I'm sorry yeah. I had to miss part of it. I can't wait to sit down and listen to it. Well, actually, I brought your name up at one time. You didn't say anything, so I wonder if that was the time. I was trying to, like, yeah. I was trying to uh, clue you in. I'm like, Scott. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I'm, but, so, I'm sorry about that. I, I, I have a sick kid at the house tonight. Oh, sorry to hear that. No, that's yeah. okay. He's fine. He's fine. But so. uh, anyway, it's just been it's been fantastic to finally get you on the phone and um, and talk about all your projects and and your amazing career as Amigo collector. You know what? It was kind of nice that you guys brought me back to some things I haven't even thought of in years. It was kind of neat. Kind of, it's kind of nice for me to go back and remember some of these things. And I, well, so any any other time you guys want to talk, I'd, I'd love to do that. Absolutely, yeah, we'll definitely catch up with you another time. We'd love to do that. Okay. So thanks so much, Mark. Okay. All right. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye, bye, Mark. Okay. Bye. 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 You there? Yeah. Thanks. Very good. And that's our interview with Mark Huckabone from Heroes in Action. We really thank him for dropping by and uh, hope he comes back soon. Uh, until next time, I'm Brian. And I'm Scott. And we're saying... Collect them all! Did we say that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Museum Podcast. Brian and Scott sold separately. 